0: Pull up a bar stool. Look, man, I don't put out crap. Social media podcast is awesome every single week. But I've got to tell you, this is more than likely the best episode we've had yet. Um, awesome timing here, and that everyone's talking about drop in organic reach right now. Something I've been writing about um, regularly now as a result. But no better time than to have on probably the biggest. Uh, insights geek out there, and I, I mean this in a good way. Chad Whitman from Edge Rank Checker. So, really, an amazing conversation here, back and forth, about you know the announcement in general, what it means, um, everything you need to know about reach and uh, and increasing your reach and focusing on what matters. And I can't even do justice to this conversation. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna continue to try. So listen, awesome. Uh, This also leads into one other thing, my Facebook Insights course, right? Beginner to advance, learned how to to maximize your presence on Facebook through the use of the metrics that matter, not just reach. Okay, so this, uh, I announced it a while ago. If you had prepaid already, it's almost ready. It's almost ready. Uh, you can get it for $73.50 two days, $73.50, which is half off if you just go to johnlimber.com slash insights. Otherwise, that price is going to double as soon as it's ready, which we are almost there. Okay, sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLoomer.com and Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite a different friend to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. This week, I think really, really good timing considering all the crazy stats, nerd stuff going on, reach, everybody freaking out. I invited my friend Chad Whitman from Edgerank Checker. Chad, how's it going, my man?
1: Is going well. Thanks for having me. Bet you. Betcha.
0: So you know I've got to ask you, and I'm i have a feeling about to be disappointed. But what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> I'm having a water today. Oh, that's that's awful. It. Yeah, it, you know I'm just getting over a little little stomach bug. So it's uh, I was like, you know what, I haven't eaten anything all day. I could put a Guinness or something down there, but I don't know exactly how that'll turn out. So I'm just gonna stick with water. I think
0: Guinness is supposed to be kind of good for you. So so it
1: probably it, 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 <laughs> puts it, hair in your chest. Yeah, chair. they used to recommend
0: it to pregnant women actually. So really, yeah, that that was back in like the <laughs> '40s and '50s, I think, but uh, <laughs> before they knew that what it actually did to you. But, right. but uh, yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I, I guess I understand. I'm working on uh, from the family of Guinness, a Smithix uh, Irish Ale. So uh, right. brewed by Guinness, but a little bit lighter. You know, we're working it's just about 11 am. my time, uh, so I don't want to get too crazy or else I'll probably end up sick like you.
1: you're just you're just kidding up to even mm. you're just you're just getting to zero right now. <laughs> exactly exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, well God I, I, this is one like it, no one knows this, but we just spoke for like 25 minutes before this even started. Uh, and I have a feeling this this episode could easily go very long because there's just so much to talk about. Um, on Friday, boy, where do we start? Ad Age wrote an article about how Facebook's going to kill your, I mean, we can just talk about this to start, not even getting into the whole discussion of reach, just the source of this story I thought was kind of ridiculous. So Ad Age read a sales deck, by the way, sales PDF from Facebook indicating Your um your reach your organic reach is going to drop if it hasn't already. As a result, you should pay for ads. And A's jumped on this, saying this is a complete 180. Facebook's backtracking, saying you know they didn't they used used to say that you didn't have to pay for ads. Now they say this was a sales deck, catered to people who advertise in the first place, um saying hey if you want to reach more people, you should buy ads. Um so first of all that drove me crazy. Um, and I don't mean to completely hog this discussion, but um, I mean, did did you read that arc? I and mean, what what was your overall impression of that announcement? Is it is this as big of a deal as, as they were making out?
1: I, I think two things really ultimately happened. I mean, there there kind of this that kind of was released or you know leaked or whatever you want to call it. Uh, And that's something that I've, I know I've reported on overall kind of reach for the past almost three years coming on now and then we have seen it just generally decrease and it has been just due to more and more noise and more and more competition. But I think the second thing that happened is that Facebook kind of announced that they were going to increase more links in the newsfeed, yeah. feed. And, and there were some interviews with some newsfeed product managers and things of that nature, just talking about how they wanted to focus on more quality. They wanted to reduce memes once again um, and put more links and allow it to be more of a newspaper and you're getting more information. So I think there's kind of a compound effect there going on uh, as well.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I wrote uh, an article this week uh, because basically what I want to do is take a look at my own news feed and, and see what the composition of it was um, and see, okay, are, are brands being squeezed out? Are there just a bunch of ads? You know, what's happening there? Um, and really what I'm seeing is they're not being squeezed out. I got 106 stories from brands that are organic, from 38 different brands. Many of them I saw multiple times, sometimes 15, 16 times in a 24-hour period um, so I think what you're saying is absolutely correct, That and it all makes sense, because what Facebook told us back in August was that you can see, on average, up to 1,500 stories in a 24-hour period. They filter right. down to 300 that you would find most interesting. And right. that doesn't mean they're going to just just squeeze out the brands and make them pay. That's not what I'm seeing. It means if you don't engage very much with a particular brand, you're not going to make that cut of 300. And if there are more and more brands in the mix, if there are more and more active users in the mix, the competition goes up. And yeah, your reach is going to go down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think one thing that because I think we're hearing the most pushback ultimately from from small businesses. And I think that they're kind of frustrated because they're losing out on some of their hope that they had thought, you know that I could get a hundred if this post is good enough, it's gonna go around the world three times and I'm gonna you know become a millionaire overnight. And I think that they're starting to feel that that squeeze a little bit. And I, and I read your study, and, and you know, and a lot of those pages, obviously, I think, you know, it was Mashable, TechCrunch, the Packers, <laughs> uh, you know, all these brands that are very, very strong, very, very large. Um, and so I think small businesses are frustrated because they're saying, like, we do engage our audience, but they just don't engage it to the level that – that the packers are able to do and, and i think that that frustration is kind of coming out with i
0: this. think the key though to to uh that because i actually there were some some very small pages that were in that mix of 38 brands that i saw that day uh, but the key differentiator here between um many of those that i did see that i saw them once and mashable tech crunch the packers those three published a lot Right, and I guess the the Packers one is a little bit misleading because this was, um, I think, also looking at Sunday, so right. so that was a little bit more active than normal. But uh, fifteen times, sixteen times from Mashable and TechCrunch, crazy, right? Um, so I think that's a lesson there, and and, and um, you know, people talking about you know how can we reach more people? That's one of the ways. Pub- if if you can without um, you know lowering the quality of your content,
1: publish more often. Uh, Right. And I I think it should be noted, though, I mean, Mashable and TechCrunch, I mean, they have a couple articles coming out every hour, really. Uh, I mean, and so they've invested in the infrastructure that enables them to actually post that much. This isn't them posting the same article exactly. 16 times. This is them actually investing time, money, resources to develop something new once every hour and then therefore publish it. Uh, and, and the Packers, you know, maybe every quarter or, uh, you know, the information, you know, injury information interviews, things of that nature. I mean, they're actually going to the stadium. They're filming people. They're talking about it and they're publishing uh, which is truly engaging content right.
0: absolutely now, I want to get to that topic here a little bit later on you know what you know what we can do to to reach more people, but um you know it, the first thing that happened that that I find to be really typical unfortunately whenever um small businesses uh not not just i I, I don't want to put a blanket just, um, kind of characterization of small business because this isn't true I'm a small business. Um, right. But whenever people who aren't that strong in Facebook or some some media people um, who maybe don't trust Facebook or maybe that's not their strong point, uh, whenever they see a crack, that pile-on happens, right? That right. happened with Ad Age. Uh, the, the three three articles I read, and you know, I don't mean to call them all out because I, I have respect for them all to one level or another. Ad Age, Social Media Today, Convince and Convert. All of them had these scathing articles about Facebook and basically about how, how you need to try to do something else. And it's it's just so predictable. And I'm so tired of this attitude. And it's because it's, it's like, oh, you're not reaching your, your, your organic reach is going down. You now have to pay to reach your family. It's a complete misunderstanding of what's actually happening. And
1: maybe this is just me me venting, but I'm I'm so tired (laughs) of it. Yeah, I mean, again, I think I think it's it's losing out hope, and I think it's also you know people. uh, I know I've read on on a wide variety of different places, including your Facebook page. You know, people talking about, okay, well, you know, screw Facebook, I'm going to go to Google Plus now, which you know is for you by all means. That's their prerogative. But the reality is, the users really aren't there on Google Plus. So you you can go and bring your advertising over there, just as I can advertise on you know Telemundo, and it's not going to do me all that well. Uh, but you know, what are you what are you going to do if you go over there? The people are still there. They're still clicking, and they're doing whatever they're going to be doing on Facebook. So you can go to Google Plus, but what what's really the alternative because if you're going to leave the reach on the table and you're going to take your business to Google plus I'll take that reach oh
0: absolutely and this is this is why I have mixed emotions about the the uproar about this on one hand I don't I think it's people completely misunderstand it they're missing opportunities by leaving if they leave but if they do that fixes some problems for you and me the competition <laughs> goes down not only for organic space but for ads and everything right. improves for you and me. I mean, I don't want the whole thing to come collapse, obviously, but right. if we want to weed out some of those who just can't hack it, I'm completely cool with that.
1: I think that one thing that's interesting for me is obviously we built our business. I I literally sell to exclusively Facebook page admins, right? Like you have to be a ad page admin to access our software, period. Uh, and so that's absolutely my target market. But it has been interesting is over this almost three years of us doing this, we actually, we make a vast majority of our sales ultimately through Google search results. And we've done it maybe through Twitter followers that have been talking about what we talk about, uh, you know, whether a whether study or something of that nature. And so it's really interesting to me when I when I look at my audience and I see our reach, you know, decrease or change or whatever, and, and I've been seeing this, you know, this theme, you know, throughout the years, I guess. And it's interesting to me because I think you know it, it sucks because part of me is is used to that you know I, I'm used to eating X amount. If you take away a little bit of food every day, I'm eventually be you know just a little upset, but I probably will be fine. But we've driven most of our business actually through kind of a holistic approach, oh, and I think yeah. that if you really analyze a lot of businesses, um, that's ultimately it. I think that the businesses that have you know, they created that one little Facebook page that has really no presence anywhere else. It's a, yep. it's you know, basically a a thought or a particular cause, and some causes are great, obviously, but they're the ones that are really, really hurting, and they're the ones that are really angry. Well, about they screwed it. up. Look, uh, <laughs> look,
0: look at my business. I'm I'm a guy yeah. who talks about Facebook advertising, Facebook marketing, blah blah blah. But guess yeah. what? I have a website, and mm-hmm. that website. I haven't checked this recently, and I think it's closer to 50% now, but there was a time where 80% of my web traffic or my traffic to my website came from Google. Did not come from Facebook. Now, Facebook traffic certainly contributes to that, right? The more people who get sent from Facebook, Google sees that, and that helps me. Yes, of course. But the, the point of the matter is, I use Facebook. I use my website. I publish is a lot, and that, that brings a lot of traffic to, to people looking at my products. Um, I have an email list now that is over ten thousand people that I hit regularly, and um, it's a combination of these three things. Um, and, you know, I right. also use Twitter and I use Pinterest and Google Plus to an extent, but not nearly as much as these others. But if I just use Facebook, my the, my revenue would be way less than it is right now. I don't rely entirely on Facebook. Granted, my content's about Facebook, but that's not what's driving. It's not Facebook and Facebook ads that are driving all of my revenue. It's those three main things: email, my website, and Facebook working together that drive it. And um, but most people don't understand that. They think I can do it just with Facebook ads, and you can, or Facebook in general, you can. But I think you're really limiting yourself, and you're also putting all your eggs in one basket, which is never a good idea. And this is coming from a guy who trusts Facebook. So, right,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the same thing. I I used to sell websites and whatnot. We would get so many calls, and and I think it's that small business mentality. I mean, you, you look at you look at a big corporation, and they're you know they have TV commercials, they have magazine prints, they're they're doing community events. I mean, they're doing everything in the marketing Mm -hmm. space to make sure they're building and then they're using different rabbit or different avenues to amplify or um, maybe be specific campaign on Facebook. They're using kind of everything to do it. And I think the small business person, which going back to when I used to sell websites, we'd get those phone calls. Hey, I want a website. You know, I don't want to pay very much money and I want to be listed number one, you know, for our area for the term lawyer. And it's like, I mean, wow. I mean, in order to even start, chipping away at that block. We're gonna need a website. We're gonna need a blog. We're really gonna need maybe a YouTube account doing some sort of viral, not viral videos, but doing videos that are discussing local law events, you know whatever. we need to get you out in the community. it's a it's a whole overhaul of actually succeeding in this space. And I think that small businesses, a lot of times they just they see Facebook's the best one. So I'm seeing decent results. That's the one that's gonna be it. But in reality is they have to continue to adapt a couple more things. It doesn't even have to be social platforms, just things yeah. that are drawing in more humans interacting with your stuff. And that, that, that goes universal aside from even computers or social networks. Absolutely. Look, and, and there's there's always a limit.
0: You know, you should never do too much. Do do only what you're you, you're good you you're good at and don't spread yourself right. too thin. But look, we've got a pubcast here. That, that's another way I'm driving business. I I right. do a weekly webinar. Another way I'm driving business. It's not all Facebook. And, um, even as a guy who that's all, you know, pretty much all I talk about, I'm using multiple methods to promote and drive business. And then, look, and that doesn't mean Facebook, um, is going to be the best social network for you. So, Right. Um, I, I can't, I guess, bash all these people who are talking about leaving. If they're in general not seeing the results and they're doing everything possible they can to get those results and they're not because there are some tough, tough industries to be successful yes. on Facebook with and you think you can be more successful on Google Plus or YouTube or Pinterest, by all means, move. It's fine. I get it. But it's it's the yeah. people who are overreacting who who have right. these unreasonable expectations that they should reach... A hundred percent or fifty percent of their fans because Facebook tells you how many you actually reach um and then going to Twitter where they're reaching
1: one percent five percent no more than that I'll tell you that it. Yeah, I mean, and we don't. I mean, I don't. I mean, there's a lot of people that I claim to know, but it's it, it. It cannot be all that high. I just know in our experience, see, when we, we at one point we had roughly the same amount of Facebook fans as we did uh, Twitter followers, and I just know from click-through ratios. I mean, these people are basically the same. They were acquired the same general way, um, and our click-throughs per. You know, at the exact same time of day, all that stuff, we're not nearly as high as they were on Facebook, and so that, to me, it signifies that our engagement rate was probably roughly the same, but our reach was probably much lower on on Twitter, and so I'm really suspect on that as well, uh, in terms of like where, okay, you're gonna leave Facebook, well, where are you gonna go to get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just it's just it's kind of like I mean, with the global population increasing. There's just less land available. I I don't know what to tell you, but there just is. <laughs> so what are you gonna do about yeah, it? Yeah, and I
0: mean I feel like I, I've I've repeated myself a thousand times on this point, but edge rank aside, half I guess a little bit more than the half of your fans are online every day, but when they are, they're not on 24 hours. So you right. have to post at a time. When they 're actually online or within like a two hour or so window i don 't know about you, but i don 't scroll through every post i might have, might have missed during the last twenty four hours oh, so no. people don 't understand this, and then meanwhile on twitter unfiltered i don 't i don't go by more than five minutes on Twitter, so if you posted mm-hmm. something an hour ago i 'm not seeing it unless somebody retweeted it and there's a whole right. kinds of retweeting without actually reading anything going on there too, which is a right. whole different story so <laughs> It's just, it's so funny to me, the unreasonable expectations that go with Facebook, Um, and I think it goes down to, there's no other place where there's so many fans using it, or so many users using it every single day, so you're pissed off when they only reach a smaller percentage of them, but in reality, even a smaller percentage of them, in almost all cases, is going to be more than the percentage you're going to reach on another, or the number of people you're going to reach on another network that's, that's less active that people just don't see all their stuff because it is unfiltered like on, on Twitter.
1: Yeah, and then the ultimate reality is is that once you start doing that platform, the same thing inevitably is going to happen. I mean, I mean, we've seen, you know, look at, um, you know, we talked about search engine results. I mean, think about the guy who decided to start his lawyer website in like 1992 in New York City, and he was ranked number one in Google when Google <laughs> came out. And and how pissed he must be yeah. now that how much money and time and effort it takes for him to, to even try to be number one for the term lawyer in New York City. I mean, it's just that's that's that dude's journey. And no one talks about that, dude. Um, but, you know, here we are today and, and we're experiencing that same thing. I, I remember being younger and thinking, you know watching YouTube people like, oh, you just can't be a YouTube you know, millionaire insa- uh, sensation or something like that. You can't just start like a vlog and become famous. Yeah. Just as three years before that, you couldn't just start a blog and become famous. I used to tell my dad all the time that I was going to start a blog and I was going to become famous, which it's kind of funny because I get to laugh at him a little bit now just because <laughs> I do have a blog that does make us a decent amount of you money. You're famous too. Well, <laughs> not famous, not famous, but – uh, but I do, you know, I do blog essentially, build software and blog for a living. And um, I mean, I guess you ultimately kind of blog oh, for a living as well. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I mean, my blog is a bigger
0: part of my my career than than my my Facebook page is in reality.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in, in, again, in two thousand maybe five, I would have looked at that and been like, ah, you know, the I, the age of blogging success is is kind of maybe over. That would have been the headline at that age. But reality <laughs> you know, just it just takes. A different approach and a more it's a longer approach it is definitely a more difficult approach than it used to be the going back to the lawyer guy with his uh with his site trying to be lawyer number one i mean yeah it's going to be a lot more difficult he's going to have to write a lot more content he's going to have to have a lot more staffers focusing on it. but man that's going to be worth a whole hell of a lot more money being the number one search result for the term lawyer in new york city nowadays as well
0: yeah uh dan who edits my blog, my podcast He's going to have a hard time editing because usually he throws in like cheers and those transitions throughout. <laughs> Good luck, Dan. This, this is free flowing this week. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, there's just so much. Cheers. I had a, uh, uh, I've actually had a lot more uh, productive conversations on Twitter uh, lately, even though it's been like five years. It took me about five years. Um, but, uh, there was someone the other day and, and this conversation started, I, can't, I wish I remembered who I was talking to, uh, Ian, somebody, sorry guy. Um, but the point is I, I made the, the comparison of success on Facebook to s- success for the blog, which is why I'm glad you brought that up because there are a lot of people who hop into blogging, think it's easy, right? You are gonna get traffic. Right. Google's going to find you, you know, you just got to blog once a week and all that stuff. Um, and then they start trying all these SEO tricks and black hat stuff. Right. And then that works for a while. And they're pissed when, when Google releases a you know, Penguin update or whatever that yeah. completely crushes them. Um, same thing. Look, do it the right way. Put in a ton of work. Understand what you're doing. Research. Be consistent. Um, and you will find success. you got to know it inside and out. Blogging, Facebook. So many different things you can compare it to, but it's the same type of thing. I'm Facebook, you can't hop in thinking all you got to do is be there and get results or all you got to do is, oh, I got to do more status, text updates. I got to do more photos right. so get more engagement. You can't look at it that way. You have to, right. and, and the, what's funny is with blogging, I was never an SEO expert and yet I'm getting ridiculous traffic these days. And I think a big part of that is because of all these SEO quote unquote experts who are getting crushed now. I'm getting I'm benefiting <laughs> from them, um, less competition. Um, but if you focus on quality content, what is the stuff my target audience wants to see, that you will ultimately succeed, whether it's on Facebook or blogging or wherever you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and quite honestly, I mean, that's that's kind of the direction that, like, our software's philosophy is going. Like, we started out just trying to find out weird things about Facebook's, you know, delivery mechanism, uh, at the time and seeing what kind of things we could do to improve it. And and it kind of, we found ourselves kind of evolving and being, like, really focusing more back on the content and things of that nature. And I find that that whole space, the whole space that I'm even in is it should be if they're not there they'll eventually die they should be evolving though to really say like we need to be focusing on what's driving content what drives engagement what drives true quality to the people that we're trying to reach and and how do we how do we articulate that how do we where what direction should we go because i know that there's a lot of business owners out there they have a lot of ideas and they have a lot of different uh you know things that they could be talking about, and they don't know sometimes which one to go after. And I think it really takes that effort of sitting down and just either doing as much as you possibly can or dedicating yourselves to doing a little bit of research to, to find out what is going to hopefully give you a better shot at working or not working. But it goes all back to that, that piece of content, really. No, absolutely. And it seems kind of obvious, but
0: I think the reminder needs to be said over and over and over that it's, it's not necessarily the method um, or just being there it's you know what why if you were the user why would you want to read this why would you care right. if it, it was in your news feed um right. you've got to provide some sort of value to to um you know add to that 300 posts or uh stories they see every day that makes it enjoyable um right. you know what's interesting is that so i had a comment on on my blog post when i when i wrote about um you know my uh my my experiment on you know what were the posts i saw during a 24-hour period and you know i and i had said you know what's crazy is that these 38 brands that i saw in that 24-hour period which first of all i said that's a lot uh, 106 stories right. in a 24-hour period for brands that's a lot so i don't want to hear the brands are being squeezed out because it's just not the case um but anyway neither here nor there uh, my point was that I don't I don't comment like and share on these. I just click. I, I hear this all the time uh, from people that just just because they didn't click doesn't mean they don't care. Um, I hear that a lot, right? Well, mm-hmm. that may be true on a post by post basis, right? Those sixteen true. stories I saw from Mashable, um, I probably I might have only clicked on one of them. I don't know, um, right? But. The the point is that you do click, occasionally. If they never click, don't try to tell me they want to see your stuff. It's just not true, and you're not you're <laughs> not screwed um, because when the the way Facebook works and the way that especially now last actor works is that once they like your page, you can expect immediately after that they're gonna be seeing your stuff. They're, they're going right. to see it because there's that, you know, that recent engagement with you. Um, and they might even like, oh, this is kind of interesting. I'm checking it out, you know, for the first few days. If you, they lose interest and for a week, two weeks, I don't, it's not clear how Facebook does it, but uh, what length of time is necessary. But if they don't click anything, they don't click your links. They don't click the comments to read them. They don't comment, like, or share. They don't click your photo. You can get pushed out, you're not going to make that three hundred anymore. It's not right. a billboard
1: yeah and and I think that I mean part of the part of the challenge is that people are just i when this when these things come up, I think that something else also comes up where people really gripe about the control of their newsfeed yeah. and and they talk about like i I want to be able to tell Facebook what I want to see and what I don't want to see, and I think that small marketers like to also hang their hat on that one as well mm-hmm. because. They'll be, will you know, kind of say, well, if if people had the right to kind of control how their newsfeed was displayed, then I think it would validate to them that they aren't interesting, <laughs> or that or that they are interesting, or whatever, whatever results they're seeing. But they would, if people had full control, and then they didn't see results, then it's on them, yeah. right? And if they see results, then it's obviously on them. And so I think that it's almost like a double layer of that of that kind of that variable. It's a variable on top of a variable, which really I think is unsettling, uh, just really for the human psyche and just in general, when you kind of study uh, uncertainty in, in and <laughs> kind of how we make risk decisions as, as humans, we really tend to prefer to choose something that's a little bit safer than something a little bit more high reward, but a little bit more risk. And, and so I think there's that, that uncertainty on top of uncertainty only amplifies kind of uneasiness with with what the hell's going on here. Yeah, and, and look, this the way Facebook
0: has the newsfeed set up to only um, focus on 300 ish stories in a given day. Um, number one, it does make it more engaging because uh, you know you have to trust Facebook to a point on this, but they right. they have done studies and that what they want most is engagement. If they don't get engagement. If people are not engaged on Facebook, what's going to happen? They're going to leave. They're going to leave. Right. Now, as a result of all this, sure, uh, brands—some brands are gonna be sque- squeezed out. But wait, no one talks about. Yeah, some of your friends are squeezed out too. Yeah. So yeah, shouldn't your friends, friends be yeah. pissed too? But the yeah. brands are squeezed out. So yeah, if you want to reach these people, you got to pay for ads. Because otherwise, I—I I, I don't know. I, I like some like a few hundred uh, pages. I don't want to see a few hundred. Uh, news stories or, or stories from right. pages every day, but um, so so yeah, it works in face to Facebook's benefit that it is like a best of the best news feed, right? Uh, in terms yeah, of but advertising, but the point of the matter is, if it's not a a good user experience, that kills them. The whole thing collapses. So it's still that has to be their focus, and that's what's happening here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that this that this change where we're seeing a, kind of a decrease in reach, kind of for everyone, really, um, and especially we're seeing kind of photos and links just being crushed, and status updates for whatever reason oh, yeah. are, are still holding steady. I have no idea why, but um, but just seeing this general decrease in general, I do think is probably positive for the average Facebook user, which is probably good for Facebook as as a you know as a company as a platform, all that stuff. Um, the only thing that I, I would like to throw in there is that I sometimes I do see a disconnect between what kind of Zuckerberg's vision of what Facebook is and what should be compared to what it really is and, and how it is actually used. Uh, and a great example. I, I don't remember if we had this conversation about Graph Search, but when Graph Search came out, one of their uh, their big announcements was you know you could see who friends lived in this particular city with ease, and you could do this and that. And they used this example of like, say you're flying to Manhattan for the weekend, and you want to find out which one of your friends lived there. Right. And I think, you know, yeah, you know, when you're in Palo Alto and you're at Facebook and you have a nice discretionary income and you're living in your and you have friends that can afford to live in Manhattan, Ah. then yeah, like that is an incredibly useful feature. But the reality is the average Facebook user is not that person. The average Facebook user is probably not going within 500 miles of their hometown within a year. Mm. They probably aren't going to Manhattan. They probably have never been to Manhattan. And so it's just kind of an interesting kind of look into their how they perceive people should be using their platform versus what it actually may be. And I think, again, when they go and they kind of bash a lot of the memes, which I agree with them. I don't, I don't love memes everywhere either. I, I'm a big Redditor. And I, I kind of hide a lot of the subreddits that show a ton of memes. But that doesn't mean that isn't what drives an incredible amount of engagement through the platform. I mean, you think of like uh, FarmVille, you think of um, this Candy Crush game. I mean, these things are the things that are crazy, truly engaging on the platform. But I'm sure Zuckerberg, every day that he checks like, what apps are killing it, and he sees Candy Crush yeah. or FarmVille, he probably rolls his eyes and he goes, like, what the hell is wrong with the world? and i want to change this but the question is 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 facebook in a position to actually change this human behavior that that tmz type mentality this this whole low quality you know in rapid reality tv show type life cycle can he actually make that change and increase engagement on facebook or is he just barking up the wrong tree yeah. and and I, when i see that dilemma i go hmm that's an interesting situation to have a company that's used by people that aren't the way that he thinks he wants them to be.
0: Yeah, no, those, those are good points. I mean, I I have some theories on, um, you know, kind of how they're cracking down on memes and, you know, like, the call to action stuff. That all the stuff that works really well, right? Um, and we right. can only theorize on what's happening here. But my theory is that, yeah, those things really do work. And, like... Um, for example, like the Farmville stuff, yes, everyone is real there are a lot of people who are really active in Farmville, people who eat up the memes and who follow your instructions and click like when you ask them to right. and that kind of stuff. But you know what? I'm betting those get more negative feedback than anything though, too. It's just as they don't the current the way the algorithm was before didn't counter that enough. Um and it was probably right. pissing people off. So that's my that's my opinion. It can only be a theory because it's not. We don't have Facebook's data to to prove it one way or the other. But again, I I I'm betting. I'm my my feeling about Facebook is that for the most part, they keep user experience first, which they should. Um, and you know, there are probably some exceptions to that. But and if you've got something that's that's kind of like taking over Facebook, which is the way memes were, got people gaming the right. system with likes and stuff. Um, we're right. getting lots of negative feedback, but their algorithm wasn't set up in a way to completely counter that. I can see making an adjustment there
1: yeah i we do I did study negative feedback against engagement, and they do correlate um, and and the hypothesis was the, the more that the object received engagement, the more valuable Facebook system deemed it to be therefore showing it to more people, therefore showing it to more people who may not be interested in in a meme or something of that nature, and so we we did see that correlation. So there is a little bit of data yeah. to back up your uh, your theory there, um, but again, you know, I've read, you know, I, I when I went on and I saw they had mentioned more new links in the newsfeed, and I got on my newsfeed in that that morning, the next like the next morning or two days, whatever it was, and I had something like ninety percent links in my newsfeed, mm. and I thought to myself, I mean. Like that's, that's kind of great. But I mean, I really enjoy, I enjoy Reddit to consume my news. And it's because I've went through and I've curated, I want to learn about statistics. So show me the best news in statistics. Show me the best news about machine learning. Show me the best news about uh, football. Show me the best news about fantasy football. All the topics that I'm really interested in. I didn't necessarily have that opportunity to say, Hey, Hey, when Mashable talks about Facebook marketing, yeah, I want to see that. But when they talk about the 10 best reasons that, you know, your dad's crazy for Christmas, their BuzzFeed type reporting they do sometimes, I don't want to see that. And, and the kind of something like Reddit enables me to do that. And so the question, and I've read this in like a lot of the comments with all these changes, is that it's the, what is the job to be done of Facebook? and that's something that this 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 book innovators dilemma if anyone wants to read it or has read it it's an amazing company or book talking about why good companies fail and one of the things that it talks about is that they forg- they lose their job to be done and so my question again goes back to what is facebook's job to be done is it a social Platform in which I connect with friends and family and I communicate with? Or is it supposed to be my newspaper in which I read the news? And for me, I want Reddit for my newspaper. I want Facebook for friends and family and and I guess maybe a few brands. But what is the job to be done for Facebook? Mm. Is it the newspaper or this social utility? That's a good point. And as far as
0: the links go, I I guess uh, my study. The other day with the those thirty eight brands and the fact that the fact that Mashable and TechCrunch were seen so many times in my newsfeed could be support that links yeah links are getting more I I don't know I don't know what I would have seen from those two a few weeks ago or a few months ago right. I mean I'll tell you and. You know, it's funny because I, I had a comment on my blog post the other day accusing me of being a subsidiary of Facebook. I don't know if you saw that. It's hilarious. You should check it out.
1: I don't know. I've, I've never met you. You could be <laughs> part of this artificial intelligence thing. But, uh, I mean, you could be really elaborate hologram. Yeah,
0: but here's the thing. And I try to explain it to this guy, but I don't think he cares. Um, I'm completely open about, about my metrics. And one of the metrics I can tell you, my reach is down right now. It is. Yep. I don't really yep. care. Because I, I focus on the other stuff, um, and I really don't care on a post by post basis either. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that people have is that yes. they micro manage their reach and like, why is this, why is this, why is this one post not reaching as many people? Where in reality, um, like, and I and I took a look at this and I did a post today about how we can incre- increase your reach, and I just definitely want to talk to you about that today. But um, one of the things that I mentioned in there was posting multiple times because when you do that, you're looking more at, okay, how many of my fans did I reach today? Or and right. when I say fans, it's actually organic reach. It's how many people did I reach today organically um, as opposed to this one post. If you put all your eggs in that one basket, again, um, this time with a post and you're trying to find the right. best part, time of day, yeah, you're not going to reach very many people. But if you understand the user activity and all this, even, you know, edge rank filtering, whatever it is, um, and know that you're going to give yourself a better shot if you post multiple times and different types of content, you're going to be amazed what you find. So like I gave an example of um, one day is November 14th, I think, where um, usually my best time of day, I had like an 8% organic reach of my fan base so i don't know what that fan reach was but it was even less than that right. then right it was it was pretty bad right but for the entire day i reached a number that was i think it was 28 percent of my total fan base organically right right isn't that something that brands can get behind and then suddenly not it, oh
1: that sucks no that doesn't suck that's a pretty big number That's, I mean, that is pretty cool. I mean, that is, I mean, there's not many platforms that you could reach out to that many people for free in one day. Um, You know, and you think of like TV commercials, you know, you watch football on on the weekends and it's like you see the damn same car commercial five times in the afternoon. I mean, they're basically employing the same strategy with that. Maybe you, you know, maybe you missed the first half. So let's show it to you again. You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of true. And I, I think that's something that's interesting about, I love to read kind of the, the phrasing or what metrics they put where in insights, and um, one thing I find interesting this audience online thing—they they say a recent one week instead of the yeah, recent yeah. one week, and so it's like they kind of are at least implying that there's some sort of randomness to it. By the way, which you can now get through the API, <laughs> so there's a lot of cool data in there. But um, I they've been—I noticed maybe six months ago uh, they tended—I was noticing a lot of your day reach, your weekly reach, your monthly reach. And it reminds me back when they did the Friends of Fans and the PTAT stuff where they'd show you this giant number. And at first, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, God, they're trying to show you this really big number again. They want you to log into the platform and see, you know, 100,000 instead of seeing a bunch of little posts with 1,000. So you get excited about your stuff or whatever. But I have noticed that, Weekly and daily reach is something that they continually focus on with their kind of UX of their insights product or their e- that little automatic email that sends you like your pages mm-hmm. this last week or whatever it is. They want to talk about daily and weekly, and and I think it's an emphasis of that kind of showing this, that philosophy that you mentioned, like. That day you reached twenty eight percent, like that's that actually is pretty cool. I mean, I, I think that had you explained that to me before Facebook existed, be like, hey, like I'm gonna have thousands of people that are interested in my thing, and on one day you get to reach twenty eight percent of them for literally free. That's kind of cool. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. And I mean, it would be nice if uh, beyond the daily organic reach and weekly organically reach and twenty eight days organic reach, they also did the fan reach because all we have right now is in post level. Uh, fan reach for individual posts, but it's not, you know, it's not based on um, a total days of work, which I would love to see. Cheers! But anyway, this this leads into a good discussion here. I mean, we're way over time, and I do not care. I finished my beer like 15 minutes ago already. Um, But, so, I'm sure a lot of people are listening, like, yeah, 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 okay, so organic reaches down, um, but what do we do about it? So, um, one of the things we already talked about is posting frequently because as, as you can see, to, to look beyond what that individual post reach was. To see, okay, how many people are you reaching over a 24-hour period or a week? I think that's more important anyway. Um, not to mention a uh, question whether how important reach is, but if if let's just assume that your drop in reach drop, you know, resulted in a drop in link clicks or conversions all these other things, Right. Um, one solution to that would be posting more frequently. Now- Something else that coincidentally was number one on my my blog post uh, today. I say today is Wednesday about how to get more reach. And you also made an announcement today about Edge Rank Checker, um, knowing when your friend or your fans are online.
1: Yeah, um, Facebook opened it up, like I want to say on Thanksgiving ish. No, actually, it was a little bit before Thanksgiving. Um, And basically they that you know that chart uh, you took a screenshot yeah. of it uh the audience online thing they said initially when they unveiled that we're going to keep this to ourselves and we're not going to give it to the api developers which is you know thank you for being a partner facebook <laughs> but uh they they silently unrolled it into the api so we got super excited so we immediately jumped into our data set and started gathering that information for for everyone across the board but what's really cool about it is that we actually can go back now and say like on Thanksgiving what was my what was my audience traffic Mm. just flat out what about on Cyber Monday or Black Friday or what about last week or last month or this particular date versus this particular day and we actually go in there and pull those numbers out on terms of just aggregate traffic for that particular day Uh, like we found that like in this last week we had really bad Monday and Sunday Um, you know and and so what we do is obviously we want to study this and and then kind of use it to Kind of maybe we should go harder on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays than we do on Mondays and Sundays with our content. Um, But that data is coming in right; like it gives it it kind of it's granular by hour, so it's not like the most granular data in the world. But I mean, we're getting it by each hour, Um, and so for us, it enabled us to study traffic on for all of our customers on Facebooks, like U.S. general U.S. traffic for uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's a really cool data source. But now you can actually dive in and say this is exactly what it was and I, I don't know if it's in the export or not but it is in the yeah
0: actually it's an export now too the, the page, okay, page cool.
1: level level export
0: um but yeah it, i find this to be a really good uh first step right like when should i post if you only post once yep. per day this this is a good good start um if you're if your fans are online most during between eight and ten which is the case for me in the morning that's when i'm going to share first of all my most important post right my the my my latest blog post I just wrote I'm sharing it during that time period. Um, that right. said, again you should post multiple times per day, um, and if you if you can if, if you can, can handle if you can, that if you can, if you, can. But, you know uh, if if you're like a you know um, say a roofer it might be fine yep. to, kind of hard to come up with five different posts to to do every day that have value. But uh, right. so yeah if you can do it multiple day, times per day. But um you know something to keep in mind of course uh that is when your fans are online it could be the most popular day general time of day in general which means more competition which actually could yeah. mean it's going to be more difficult but you don't know that all i know is my fans are online then i'm not going to post when they're not
1: online obviously so so yeah. that's your starting point um yeah i mean and there, i think competition isn't necessarily a bad thing yeah. either because you know, it depends on how it's almost like you should have a confidence yes. interval of like like is this amazing did i just cure cancer because i <laughs> want every competitor to be online right now so that my thing completely squashes everything yeah. out or am i announcing a price increase where i'm definitely going to get you know crushed oh, yeah. on everything so yeah you know it'd be kind of interesting to have almost like a confidence like how confident are you? the more confident then then go with that bulk if you're really unconfident, then maybe avoid the bulk but uh, I, I, you and I had mentioned that, like there it's not necessarily when your competitors' fans are online too. I mean if you have a really strong u s based maybe it actually something we studied way back when that first graph came out i I had to manually scrape that that was a uh, that was a ridiculous study mm-hmm. but uh, but, what we found was like the more local your audience yeah. was, and the more exaggerated your fluctuations in the audience online was, but it basically in general was when is is the sun up right now because your audience is probably online in general, and so it tended to be. How local are you? Um, Because if you're really local, then that window is going to be real tight. And if you're a global international brand, then it's going to be, you know, it's really going to just kind of generally fluctuate with your largest demographic. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, my my late night posts, um, I think my fans online dropped something like um, 50% or so. But uh, I find those are the ones I get almost as much engagement from in a lot of cases, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I think the reason for that is because those very few people in the U.S. are seeing those at like two in the morning. It's all people right. overseas, and in that case, they're not getting all that competition in their newsfeed right. from the U.S. audience and brands and whatnot. Um, so right. that's an example of yeah, when you have less competition. But the, the key first step there is I know I had fans online then, so you can't like target a time when there's no fans online and you're not going to reach anybody. So. Um, but no, so that metric is definitely uh, helpful into determining, you know, where should I start? Posting frequently, resharing old content. That's what I do late, late at night. Um, and really, you know, <laughs> it, again, comes down to a pretty simple concept of producing highly engaging content. Right. Because if they click anywhere on it, they're going to see it again. Uh, but if they, yeah. if they also, or not see it, but see you again. But if they comment they comment that's when uh, story bumping can come into play as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've got something that's a little bit older, um, I think it has to be, though, your friend who commented who is also a fan of the same page you like. Right. right? So there are some, you know, qualifications there, but it could be an older post that that, uh, you missed that you will now see as a result of story bumping. I've seen a ton of story bumping with my friends, like, commenting on old photos and stuff. I don't know about you. Right.
1: Yeah, I I think one thing I wanted to throw in there, I guess I'm a, I love um, analogies, but they talk often talk about Facebook, you know, being this cocktail party. And I I think that what this cocktail party is just, it's gotten really, really big. And there's just really, really popular people there. I mean, if if Jay Z is standing in one corner and I'm standing in a different corner, and Jay Z's talking about his new album he's going to be coming out with, there's going to be a lot more people. walking over to that side of the room then they are going to be listening to me talk about Facebook analytics. Um, and so I, I, again, it, it really goes back to just, you talked about just creating engaging content. It, it, that's just even more true. And it's, it's only going to become more true. And if Facebook were to literally disappear today, we'd be having the same conversation about a million different sure. other, you know, platforms or the next, you know, book face, whatever. <laughs> and it's, you know, and you know, for us, and that's—it's kind of a an interesting thought because I I'm starting to really reframe everything and saying like, how can we how can we cluster together what I have talked about and tease out things that maybe I would I missed yeah. that were actually very very important. Um, you know, like maybe virality, this concept of virality in in our blog post, would did really really well, but I always focus on maybe on holiday web traffic or something stupid. Right. Um, so there, there's so much interesting information out there and. And, and you can also get really niche, so that's cool, too. You will, you know, if we were at that cocktail party, there'd be plenty of people listening, hopefully, <laughs> to, to you and I talking. And But now 90% would be talking to Jay-Z. Yeah. We might have three cool, three cool people listening to us about analytics who could care less about hip-hop music. Three pretty so,
0: nerdy people, I think, yeah.
1: Yeah, we got that going on us for us. And, hey, and we both like sports, yes. so our, our little conversation could be uh, – and, and I didn't realize how invested in fantasy sports you yeah. were, so – yeah, and I'm, that's a huge interest of in mine. And I also like
0: hip hop, and you know, I, I think I might e- might even.
1: Oh, so you would you leave me and go listen to <laughs> z All right, all right. That's, that's really...
0: all right. Cheers. So yeah, no, I mean, there, there's so many ways to uh, you know try to increase that that organic reach. Um, without honestly, I I don't want to put too much emphasis on that though either. It's it's all a matter all of right. okay, is this drop also resulting in a drop of other things? But I, I feel like. In general. And again, understanding that my, my reach did drop too. Um, yeah. The, the people, though, though, who are getting killed the most, and it wasn't just because of re- any recent change, but if you bought a lot of likes, if yeah. you uh, used Facebook ads in a poor way, meaning uh, focusing most on impressing your boss by getting some really cheap cheap likes from some country that is completely irrelevant, or if you decided... Um, I'm a roofing company, not to bash the roofing companies, but I'm a roofing company, but I'm going to give away a free iPad to everyone who likes my page. Yeah, You're going to build a really irre- irrelevant kind of uh, audience, people who don't care about you. And as a result, right. over time, you're not going to benefit from any of the things that an engaged audience would benefit from, um, a page with an engaged audience would pa- benefit from. You're not going to get any story bumping, not gonna get any kind of virality um and anyone no one's clicking on your stuff i'm sorry i don't care if they yeah. liked your
1: page don't expect them to see your content um one thing i would like to add is that um we have seen incredible drops for some pages um and we have seen a couple of pages have awesome increase yep. Yep. i uh, heard as that well. too so there yep. haven't some brands uh, but it has been more mostly a decrease for everyone um, and we've also noticed that links – so this was really interesting because they, they, Facebook made the announcement about more links in News Feed. So you assume there's going to be more reach and more exposure for your brand's links. But I think what they were actually saying is there's going to be more links from the big guys than there are going to be from the little guys. Um, and so we're seeing reach in photos just terrible. But for whatever reason – Um, status updates are doing really well. And so I've been playing around with, I don't love this strategy. I don't think it's going to be a long-term solution, but I'm curious to why reach updates are still getting, or Status. status updates are getting still decent reach. So I've been playing around with the idea of like kind of framing our blog posts almost as blog posts in the status update and then with a link to go to the link. And I've been tracking what kind of click through are we getting for that versus an actual link. Yeah, because if we can get, let's just say a thousand people reached on a status update and I have a link and I'm getting a, you know, uh, 20 clicks over versus a hundred people reached with my actual link update that looks better and is technically better. I've been playing around with that. So if anyone's desperate, <laughs> I would play around with just what, how can we restructure our data? And I kind of thought of it, I was like, you know, I kind of missed the notes yeah, from yeah. Facebook, you know, the yeah. Facebook notes. Cause I think I would almost Go like a, you know, that new medium blog site. I would kind of go that style with it. I would, I think I would give a lot more information about our blog content maybe on Facebook. And that would that'd be to Facebook's advantage if we, if that happened. But I don't yeah, know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like we can extend this to an hour and a half at this point. Maybe we will. Um, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate what you're saying about the big guys because I was initially skeptical and a little concerned about that uh, with, with link right. sharing um, and news outlets. I have not seen any increase. In my reach or engagement of my link shares, I would hoped right. that I would benefit from that because I don't consider myself a little guy either. I consider myself a kind right. of in the middle guy, um, but I haven't seen it, so I don't right. know. But you know, in, in terms of text updates, I, I got to tell you, in general, I just think that a text update is created in a way that is much more engaging because there's nothing distracting about it. It's it's not a hey look at this photo kind of thing or hey make sure you click on this link here it's 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 more conversational.
1: And yeah, so that's why I think that they like,
0: they do well in general. But go ahead.
1: So I I, I agree with that I kind of have a stat mind, and so I wanted to test it. And so um, I essentially created an A B test uh, yesterday, and what I did with it is I created it was the exact same. It was like two sentences long. And it was a uh, status update with a link at the end of it. And then I did the exact same, those two sentences long, but then did the link and did it as a status type link. Uh, and then I A B tested it on the platform by essentially, I segmented my audience. I did 29 year olds versus 30 year olds. I figured that's basically the yeah. exact same group of people, they're roughly gonna be in the same, it's gonna be the same demographic distribution in terms of country language, all that stuff. So this is a fairly decent A-B test, and I'm gonna publish it. And then we have this thing called real-time monitor and engine Checker that basically monitors your content every five minutes, um, and to tell you exactly what's going on with reach and all that stuff. So I did it, I blasted these two things at the exact same time, and I went into um, the real-time monitor, waited my five minutes so I could see my first shot of data, and basically, the, the one post, uh, the status update, Facebook distributed it to 20 people immediately. Zero clicks, zero likes, zero everything. Mm-hmm. The other post was distributed to five people. That was the link. Zero clicks, zero likes, zero everything. Mm-hmm. So I literally saw these two objects be dist- created and then distributed in the newsfeed, And Facebook definitely gave this one an extra push and by the end of the the whole little experiment um, the the status update had about i think it was about five times as much reach than the link right now, and so so i saw that initial push of a, it, 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 they were literally structured the exact same and so i'm 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 leaning towards in this particular situation that it, it, it is truly the content type this is the last last straw really
0: yeah. now there're two two really important points though that i think have to be made here First is yep. to not, it, it, as a brand. Now this is you experimenting, but right. someone as a brand who's like, how can I um, improve the performance of my posts? Your focus in this case should not be on your reach. If you, right. it should be how many link clicks, how many referrals that I get to my blog yes, post or sure. article as a result of doing it as a text update or as a regular link share. That's number one because I think that's almost always missed.
1: Um, yeah, that's a, that is a great point, and I would like to second that because that that ultimately, no matter what you're doing with any of these little things, even if you're experimenting, this the way I did. Uh, my ultimate result was I did want those click-through links, so I was willing to trade reach at you know at all all day as long as the one had more click-throughs. So absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now the second thing is, I think it's really dangerous to fight Facebook on, yes. <laughs> on how you're supposed to post a link. Um, number one, the virality of sharing something with a link in the description as opposed to an actual link. When you, If I share a link to you and you reshare it to your friends, it's going to look exactly the same minus the description above it. It's still going to have that big old thumbnail description and whatnot. Yep. If you do it as a photo or as a, as a text, uh, text update, The reshare is just not nearly as engaging to click on that link, um, that that embedded link that you have in there. Um, That's the first thing. The second thing is something that hasn't yet come into play but it will is graph search. So when you Ah. can do – I want to run a search for links shared by or links about um, and this and that. Guess what? Your your ridiculous photo shares, text update, all that stuff, that's not going to come up. It's only gonna be the links. So Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. So I think in general, um I, I just think it's a good practice to to not fight Facebook and do it the way it's meant to be done because I think um that's that's again, any anything that's game in the system, expect to be punished in some way. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I yeah, that that viral component is um Is obviously a a nice aspect because you are, you know, when you get to talk about like if you let's say you do everything properly, they do have mechanisms to kind of amplify that that content if it if it's worthy.
0: Well, my dog is barking. I think she wants the bill. Uh, (laughs) I think it's a good time to finish up here, man. Um, I'll pay for your water.
1: Oh, thank you, Very sir. An expensive
0: date. But uh, <laughs> no, thanks so much, man, for coming on. Perfect timing again. I love talking to you about, I mean, we didn't even get into the Packers and the Brewers. It was probably a good time not to talk to them, talk about them. But um, just talk about this nerdy stat stuff. Um, there's so much going on. So thanks for uh, sharing your insights.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I noticed in your little intro, you said I have a different friend on each week, which you might need to change that to. <laughs> I have chat on every, you know, every other week or so, and then different friend sometimes. In reality,
0: it's usually, it's usually (laughs) me talking to my, talking to myself without a guest or it's, or it's you or it's Andrew, Andrew Foxwell. it's like, it's pretty much that's Uh, just you.
1: Oh, by the way, shout out to Andrew. I, he connected via you and I, and so a little shout out out Awesome. So basically if, if anything crazy
0: is going on in the Facebook marketing world about ads, I'll probably have Andrew on, but, uh. (laughs) Yeah, anything stats related. All right, you've got to be my man. So, um, before we go, I know you got a, a bunch of stuff going on. Where can people find you? Any big news they got, they got to know about?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean we we I guess Edrankchecker dot We unveiled. We've been really focusing in on deep learning, trying to understand. How basically Facebook does machine learning to understand what to show you in the news feed. And so we've been implementing machine learning to do some deep learning about what kind of content and what kind of things that you've been talking about to optimize for your engagement. So we've been working really hard on that and trying to really boil it down to say, what can we do to actually improve engagement on our platform at a a topic level as opposed to simply just, you know, post at 9 a.m. in the morning a photo uh, driving something deeper than that. And so it has been a really fun journey and uh, we continue to look forward to doing more cool stuff. Awesome. All right, Chad Whitman,
0: everybody. Thanks again for being on the show. I'm sure we'll have you on again very soon to talk about other nerdy stat stuff. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right. Wow. I mean, seriously, has there not been a better discussion about Facebook metrics in an hour period of time this is one of those like I would normally cut it off like oh we've we've done all we can do here 30 minutes 35 maybe 40 but this was a full hour awesome stuff I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did uh, drinking my beer at 11 o'clock in the morning Um, but once again if uh, you're still a little bit confused about the stats and what really does matter it's not just reach Make sure you check out my insights course. You can prepay today or just learn more about it right now. Go to johnlumercom slash insights. Got it? All right. So until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.